All right, welcome everyone back to Dissecting Popular IT Nerds. Today, we're talking with Amit Gar, Chief Information Officer, Chief Technology Officer, CIO and CTO. We have a debate a lot of times on the show on what actually is the difference between those two. And But anyways, CIO, CTO at On Campus Marketing, welcome to the show. Why don't you just give me, just give me a, a brief background, um, maybe what you guys do, and, and tell me what is the difference between CIO and CTO? Yeah, thank you for having me, Phil. Um, yeah. So at On Campus Marketing, uh, we support over uh, 900 plus colleges uh, around U.S., Mm-hmm. Uh, we have association with their uh, residence hall uh, association. Uh, we manage contracts with them. Uh-huh. And we support uh, students making a transition from their high school life to college. So anything what they require in this case, student requires when they are coming for on-campus housing, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's linen, carpets, uh, other kind of products which they are requiring in their dorm room, mm-hmm. uh, we provide them. Now, because we have these relationships with the colleges, uh, we get to know what are the requirements for the dorm rooms because you have different carpet sizes, you have different bedding. So uh, we can personalize and cater to those universities' requirement. Um, so we are a one-stop shop for a university. Uh, we provide them with a uh, white label e-com front. Um, we do their marketing. We do their uh, order fulfillment, customer service. Um, so uh, we are one-stop shop for them. Sounds like it might get a little complicated. <laughs> yeah, uh, you bet. With all the supply chain issues, it's not so easy, right? Yeah, yeah. So how did that... Um, well, that's a good question, actually. How did that... Um, with colleges and going back to college or not going back to college over the last um, two years, how did, how did COVID affect you guys and how did you deal with it? Yeah, great question. Um, Our industry definitely got impacted because we depend on students going to campus. And uh, so we had to think creatively how to handle it. Um, We need to pivot our strategy rather than sending the linens or sending the gift care packages uh, Mm -hmm. directly to the school. Mm -hmm. We needed to change the marketing to say, hey, you students are still studying. They were studying virtually. So how we can cater them at home, how mm. we can create that same experience at home. Mm. Um, we tackled financially uh, because we knew uh, people were struggling with the money uh, for the last two years. Mm-hmm. So we ventured into um, partnership with a company called Split It. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know whether you guys are aware of that, but they allow you to split payments uh, without any interest. So if you have a higher ticketed item and you are talking about linens, you are buying everything for a room so it could cost you more you can split your payments so we did a lot of these strategies uh to uh save our business uh Mm -hmm. obviously and uh navigate through this difficult time as everybody else was doing right right now one of the topics that comes up a lot on the show for it leaders growing up in the space or people that might aspire to get to a level that you're at is an ability to speak the language of business, which really is understanding the business and, and an ability to look at the business and analyze it and and 
understand the various different terms, whether it be, you know, things in the profit and loss statement, whether it be, you know, operating costs, controllable costs, flow through profit, you know, gross margin, all that type of stuff. Where did you learn that? Or how did you learn that? Yeah, great question. Um, I guess I've I've been fortunate to be part of uh, one of the companies uh, earlier in my career called Fanatics. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started my career, I started with them. And one of the main things they had there, which they ingrained in all the people who were coming and working there, is to really understand what's going on and the concept of customer being first. Mm-hmm. So it was not about uh, IT just getting some task and doing that, which most of the people I see uh, in IT, they get a requirement and they just do it. Yep. Uh, so when you are in a small setting, as I was in my early career, you are sitting with owners and they are actually explaining you the problem. They are not asking you how to solve the problem because mm. they know that they trust you that you will solve the problem. Mm. So they wanted you to understand what exactly you are going to solve and how does it impact not only the external customer, which may be the person who is the end consumer getting something in this case, because it was retail, mm-hmm. but there could be internal customers, right? You could be working on an internal project and a finance department is your client, right? So mm. is it, really you are making a form on an application or is it really you are making sure that they can do a AP or meaning uh, they can do the payments or they can receive a payment account receivable and things like that. So unless you understand those concepts at a high level, it was really hard uh, to design a solution in a smaller setting, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And again, as I said, being... uh, close to the owners who were really thinking uh, and actually venturing into the things which nobody has done really helped me understand and put the value on my work. That was also another thing, right? They want you to realize that you are bringing a value, which a lot of IT people don't really think about. At least that's what I think. So what can we do to force feed IT people to think about value? Just tell yeah, them. Uh, just tell them to ask. What's the problem? What's the impact? What's the impact to the customers? What's the impact to the? You know, what I mean, we don't need to know. Just like the 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 CEO, he's going to eventually need to know what the solution is, but he doesn't need to know all of your thinking around the solution. He trusts you to do that. He he trusts you to come up with the solution. Just like he he doesn't need to ask you if you know how to do it. He just he needs to tell you what the problem is, which I think is yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, as you said, right, we need to just take a step back as a technology people. Right. We we have as as much skin in the game as any other department. Right. And the company does not run just on technology or marketing or finance or other departments. Right. Collectively, you figure out uh, what you are working through. Right. So you need to understand the story before you can provide your part in the solution. And it takes it takes a lot of effort to step back because you just, we are nerds, right? We want to do stuff, right? We want to get into details. We don't want anybody to disturb us and uh, don't stand over us, right? Give us two days or three days or three hours. We just want to go and do the things. Mm. Um, so it takes an effort uh, to take a step back and say, hey, okay, I really want to do this. And um, this is a problem I'm going to solve. So I would just say that just take a step back before designing something. 
as far as your internal customers and affecting the internal customers, um, when you think about how is it going to affect the end users, i.e., internal customers, what um, what kind of questions are you are you typically asking yourself? Yeah. So, uh, if it is an internal project, right, the first question, I, the first question, at least in my thought process, is to understand what are the impacts. So, as if I understood the problem, then the next piece is maybe there is one customer, but the impact is far reaching. Uh, it may be that uh, you are talking to finance, but the impact may be in operations, which is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you need to understand okay, uh, we are going to solve this problem, but where does it impact? Not only uh, from the process point of view, but from the technology point of view. Sometimes you think about the process in one area, it impacts the other. Same thing with technology. You might be changing something in one of the areas of your technology stack, which might impact the other. So you need to understand the impact, right? So you need to ask the right question. Do we have the right people? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The next piece to that is to understand the change management. Uh, I know uh, it's one of the most critical things and I think is is given the least time sometimes in a smaller setting. Mm. Um, it's easy to say, hey, I want to produce a solution. I want to do this and I'll implement this. People usually don't pay a lot of attention. What happens once the solution is there? The end user, in this case, the internal audience, how they are going to use. Are they comfortable? I'll give you an example like... Um, five, six years back, uh, uh, I was tasked to do something where uh, there was an internal group uh, working in that company for maybe 20 plus years. They were used, uh, they were so used to using their keyboard, uh, like all the keys, like shortcuts, as you know. Yep. And they were doing a lot of functions on the screen, uh, which were controlled by the keyboard. So when we went with the solution, it was all web-based. So a lot of things, when the engineers are designing solutions, they think, oh, web is easy. We can deploy it. It's so easy. You can see oh, it. Oh, man. Mute but me. it was, yeah, it was like nobody wanted to uh, use that solution. There was no adoption. So I think as you want uh, to build a solution, the main thing you should be thinking, will people use my solution? A lot of time as engineers, we only want to build a solution, but we don't think whether somebody will use it or not. So you need to see it from their eyes, right? So that's the change management. That's the other thing. Like, how will it change? Uh, So how did we miss that on the keyboard thing? So was that just a lack of communication? Was that a lack of walking around and and sitting down next to an end user and seeing how they do their job for the day? Was that a lack of sitting in and and roundtabling and, I don't know, doing a lunch and learn with different teams? Like, what was it? Yeah, so I, I think the main thing, my learning from that experience was that we didn't sit exactly with the end user. <laughs> yeah, right? sit there. We sat with, yeah, mm. we, we sat with the people who were managing those group of people mm. and the requirements were coming, things were discussed, but exactly how it impacted the life of that end user, we didn't really go through it. And that, became very evident. Now, being an agile shop, it was caught a little bit earlier in the game mm-hmm. than like waiting for like six months or something. But still, uh, <laughs> that was a learning to say, hey, you know what? If you're going to impact like these hundred people, let's uh, yeah, spend yeah. a day in their life, right? 
and uh, so I cannot stress enough uh, that change management uh, is such a key. You can build anything if it doesn't get adopted; it's of no use. So <laughs> it's the same thing with, um, and I think a lot of vendors get away with it. Get away with. Um, almost murder because they spend a lot of time uh, presenting and talking about bells and whistles and, and ROI and this and that, but none of that, that's all smoke and mirrors. It's, it doesn't, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean anything until you get to implementation. And then, you know, someone makes a sale and, and an order gets handed over to a, a butt-in-the-seat project manager who's an hourly worker that clocks in and clocks out and is way overloaded. And then uh, an IT guy somewhere get, got stuck with a new CRM or something. Yep. You know, any any number of nightmares that uh, go sideways. Yep. I think we call them like one-legged dogs. But, um, or, you know, like three legged dog. Uh, anyways, the, um, uh, but yes, that's, that's very insightful. Uh, change management be, being given the least amount of time, I would say is absolutely, absolutely one of the biggest mistakes that, yeah. um, IT leadership can make. So a uh, hu- huge insight there. The, how big is your team, uh, people underneath you that like report to you? Uh, like direct report, or that you work or together. Like, let me. Here's here's the question I want to ask you. I want to mm-hmm. ask you about co- how to effectively coach, or what's your philosophy around coaching an IT team and setting expectations. Yeah, great question. Right, uh, it starts with uh, you. Right, uh, are you uh, disciplined enough? Are you uh, motivated enough? to uh, do things before it reflects on others, right? Uh, it's easy uh, to think that you are in a position to do something. It's very hard to um, reflect that on yourself and then pass it on to others. So my philosophy is uh, very simple. Uh, uh, there are four things uh, which I deeply value. Um, the first thing is people. Uh, which is uh, cliche to say, but I, I value, um, even though as the finance teaches us, uh, people are considered uh, liability versus a computer is considered asset uh, on our balance sheets. But the challenge is computer is going to go bad in like six months. Right? Mm-hmm. The people uh, are there. And these are not everyone, whether it's working customer service, warehouse, or IT, help desk, anywhere, right? People uh-huh. are the critical piece which we understand, right? Yep. So we need to understand that uh, we need to invest in our people, right? Uh, I go again and again in organization. I see people working there for 15 years and you ask them what transition you have made or what you think you have learned over 15 years and you will get an answer that they are still doing the same thing which they started 15 years back. Yeah. Right. So it's a it's a utmost duty for every company to invest in their people. So that's Second. something that everyone says. Yeah. Correct. But how? So how do you uh, invest yeah, in your great. people? Yeah, yeah. Great. 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 Uh, great question. So again, um, from my point of view, right? I don't know how others do. Uh, you need to understand that how you are bringing those people and giving them challenges which they like. Right. So. You may be passionate about certain things. I may be passionate about other things. Uh, what triggers you may be different than what triggers me. Maybe it's uh, learning something, taking a course, which triggers me. 
maybe it is challenging uh, take tackling a problem which nobody has tackled in the business maybe i have done enough in my team and now i want to explore other teams maybe i want to manage people now or maybe i want to facilitate a process i want to project so we don't pinhole people in one role this is all what you want to do because i feel as people grow and evolve in their career they need to see what is available for them to be excited about it right so that is one piece right how to and the other thing is like sometimes you are limited and bounded in a company you can only give so much right if i am in a retail business and an ecom business i have so much innovation which we can do mm-hmm. uh, eventually business has to make money there is budgets and there is constraint but within those constraint can you be flexible enough to move your team around can you be flexible enough to give them whether if they want to go deep technically versus they want to go towards more resource management what what opportunities you can create for them that's how at least i uh, try to help them on that piece the next portion is really um managing their work life balance so the example which uh, i have been trying to preach in our team is is about health right so we have about 30 minutes every day everybody has to invest it's there is no tracking for anyone but you have to invest we we talk about it in every team meeting whether it's a whole it team meeting or it's just uh, people who are in my team direct reports we always talk about what you have done how you are doing it you may not succeed this week maybe you are bad like you did 3 out of 7 days out of your goal what about the next so uh so health then what is you doing for your professional growth right so people say company have to do a lot you know what you need to be motivated to do something about yourself and that starts by asking right so my job is to make sure i am initiating all those things right i am here to provide the tools but at the end of the day the motivation is intrinsic you need to be motivated and you need to find is this something which you i am passionate about technology many people are not it's okay it's okay this if this is not what you want to do you can do something else that's great but let's figure it out together is this the right path mm. Mm. the how i think that's uh, an oceans worth of, of of value there so thank you the and i don't think there's anything else that needs to be said there i mean even just taking 30 minutes to invest in your people and ask them you know what have you done for yourself or helping initiate helping initiate that for them and and cre- uh, providing an environment where that is welcomed is is great um on the on the business side of it how do you get people how do how do you get people more involved in the end user experience so that you don't give them a software based platform with no keyboard yeah uh i think this is an excellent question uh again it starts with you are considering that person and that person is considering that it's their problem so when i discuss with business units right and my experience is evolving uh, in last 20 years it has evolved a lot um it's it's not about it or one person it's about what business problem we are solving if you make it if you involve people right 
you need them to speak on your behalf. That's what I have learned in my life, right? If if you want end users to be involved, you need to start with them very early and they need to be excited about solving a problem. And a lot of people only are excited if it impacts them, by the way. If I tell you something which you are not interested in, I can beat the drums. You will not be interested in doing that, right? So you need to find, you are solving a problem for someone, right? Mm-hmm. It could be an IT audience, by the way. We are talking about internal audience. We solve the problem, like we have performance issues, we have monitoring issues, like how to monitor in real time so that we are not all the time looking those dashboards, right? It's a very simple example in monitoring. Mm-hmm. So how to automate those things so that we can make life easier? Or how do we do continuous deployment and integration to make life easier? How do we do unit testing? How do we fire integration tests at the end of the build? Right, mm. commenting, standardization. I can go and go, but uh, on and on. But the thing is, well, we should have a top ten. To... I mean, we should have a top ten of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed, agreed. As, as you have top ten OWASP, right? Uh, security. So that also has to be ingrained when you're writing code. Are you thinking about security? Right. Mm. The world is like scary place right now, right? With so much going on. Come and on, software developers, so, software dev guys thinking about security. We're usually asking them to turn the security <laughs> off. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I just I just yeah, inserted we, this code into the system. Yeah. Like, uh, by the way, <laughs> I agree. I agree. But the thing is that um, you need to be uh, genuinely interested in solving a problem for somebody else. If you are, then they will be genuinely interested in testing that because they really want it to be successful. It will make their life easier. So you need to find what problem you are solving. Mm. The, so what does that conversation look like, I guess? with the If you're encouraging your team to do that, if you're encouraging your team to get more involved with the end users, right? Because it might just be a handful of people. It might just be like, well, Correct. you know, and uh, if you listen to that last show, then the reason why it was so funny is because yeah, yeah. because he was like, no, don't ever put me in front of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which I yeah. found, uh, yeah. uh, you know, oddly stereotypical of IT people. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, how do you, I, I guess if, if there's the problem, we flush out the problem, we have the problem, we go to the people, we tell them, hey, I'm trying to solve this problem. I guess it's just going to happen naturally, I guess. Yes. But do you encourage people to to go around and speak with end users? And to, I mean, how do you foster that environment is, I guess, the question. Yeah, so it varies, right? Uh, depending on the project. Is it something which is, we are an agile shop, right? Is it coming uh, through our product owners and what they are trying to think through? Uh, in the team, or is it a project which we are thinking we are in the brainstorming phase? If it's a brainstorming phase, we want them to sit with a cross-functional team. Um, Just a very, uh, like one of the examples recently happened, Uh, we were supposed to, uh, the request came in that we are supposed to develop a dashboard, just right? Um, Details are not important, but uh, we were supposed to develop dashboard. So when the request came in, the first thing we did was not discuss like, okay, how the dashboard will look. Uh, what are the data points? We were trying to understand why do you need a dashboard? 
so as we have trained our team they went in like we had one architect and uh, one team lead uh, along with me we went in uh, with the business box uh, created and cross functional uh, meeting for half an hour it was just half an hour just to explain to us what problem they are trying to solve uh, what we found out was that they were trying to figure out um, how many orders are late within a day mm-hmm. uh, which hasn't been shipped through our distribution centers so okay uh, they wanted to understand that and they wanted these dashboard in real time so that they can expose that information across the distribution centers and fulfillment centers so that we can keep up with the demand so mm-hmm. that made sense okay you need that from there then it went okay what should be the data points okay are you really looking at the shipment data are you really looking do you need future orders meaning so then the discussion went in because now we understood the problem and now the team was engaged and the people up from operation they were engaged more because they want this data to make their work easier mm. Mm. so it it naturally happens right when people are interested about a topic you forget about technology think about politics religion uh, sports you mm. pick any topic if somebody is interested in that and you start talking to them mm. you will get wealth of information mm. uh, whereas if somebody does not like sports and you start talking to them guess what is happening you're hitting a wall you're never going to get across that person so you need to find a common ground what you are working towards when you say you're an agile shop would you say that that permeates throughout obviously it does the answer is yes it permeates throughout the entire business but yep. does it permeate from the sense that people are aware of what agile is would you say that large business owners ceos cfos understand when you say you're an agile shop would they understand what that means um, and does it matter and does it matter or do ceos and cfos kind of do this stuff naturally or are they just crazy idea people and then you help put a process to it yeah so it's true in uh, uh, in both cases right in the cases where uh, the business stakeholders might not understand what agile is so i feel it is a responsibility of the leadership in this case technology if they want the process right uh, to educate everyone because there has to be a buy in when you say you are an agile shop you need to understand what does that mean right you are going to create an incremental product which may not be complete a lot of people think agile means that you just run away with no testing no design no code reviews meaning we still have to follow all the tenets right we still have to produce a minimal viable product but that does not mean that product may be finished because the requirements is changing right there is an acceptance criteria as they talk so that information right has to be understood by everyone who's involved in that stream now with that said does that mean agile shop uh, means that you solve every problem with that process not necessarily right there are things which are need to be planned in a better way right mm. we had a warehouse to move a uh, physical warehouse physical inventory has to be done mm-hmm. uh, we cannot just keep doing like every two weeks that process or something there is a finished deadline <laughs> a contractor has to come right so you have to use common sense what when i say we are agile shop i meant more on engineering side uh, application development side mm-hmm. not like everything else there are things upgrades are planned right you can still think about it how to put a uh, pre work 
before getting into the streams for the team, right? So there's a lot of pre-work needs to be done. There has to be, if there is a fixed deadline, then we need to understand how would we do certain things in increments so that we will, we can have a more predictable uh, release. So again, uh, it depends. Mm-hmm. So just back to the, the, the coaching, the IT team, Mm-hmm. really quick and, and taking them through these processes. How do you involve, if someone wants to grow in mm-hmm. IT and they're getting involved, um, well, obviously if, if they work with you, they, they've got it made because mm-hmm. you're going to give them challenges that they like, mm-hmm. um, you know, find out whatever triggers them and, and, mm-hmm. and maybe, um, you know, uh, give them problems that they want to tackle but what if they're not in an organization like that, but they want to grow? I guess my question would be is, how do you get in the right place? Right. Um, and you've been through a bunch of, you've been through different companies. You've, you've, had, yeah. the, you've had the benefit, I guess, of, of having mm-hmm. a really good start, you know, whether, mm-hmm. whether it was at Fanatics, right? Mm-hmm. But have you ever, you know, whether it be in a job interview or, or, or what questions mm-hmm. to ask in a job interview, how do you make yeah. sure you don't get stuck in kind of the? And I love how you put the cost center. Like, how, how do you make sure you don't get cut in a don't don't get caught in a cost center? But more, um, I like how you put it flexible with constraints. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, life is about how uh, you see it. Uh, so, from my point of view, it starts with you, right? If you are motivated enough to be better in your life. Uh, to be more skilled in whatever field you may be, uh, there is enough time in the day uh, during the work, after the work that you can be. Now to your point, how you uh, choose a right place. Sometimes it's not in our hand, right? Uh, The culture, uh, getting an interview for four hours or even for two weeks, you might not be able to figure out until you go there. Mm -hmm. Can you influence I always like to say that I always challenge my people to say, hey, uh, my peers, that, hey, can we influence? Can Mm. you bring to the table what would you like to do? Can you open up? Because one of the things I find time and time again, a lot of IT people don't want to talk. Mm. They would rather not talk to anyone. Mm. Guess what? If you don't ask, nothing happens. If you don't tell, Nothing happens. Nobody knows how you feel. And nobody has time to be very honest, right? If mm-hmm. you think you are busy, guess what? Everybody is busy with 100 million things. It's the nature of the world, right? Meaning mm-hmm. You may have personal issues. Everybody has personal issues. You might have work a backlog. Everybody has work backlog. So <laughs> the thing is, you need to bring it to the table what you want. Speak. And that's what the main thing every leader has to do. A lot of people might not speak, but you need to encourage them. You need to create something I call a safe environment. Uh, They should be able to call you out when you're wrong. It has happened with me so many times. They said, hey, Amit, you said uh, you will do this and you haven't done it. Okay, that's fine. Things happen. We get busy. Then we have to get back to it, right? Just because you have one day bad does not mean the next day has to be bad, right? So you need to encourage everyone. And you need to create a safe environment so they can bring those things in. And I, I know it's a cliche to say, right? Uh, like, 
everybody should be better and doing things but even if you start alone people will turn around people will turn around and do those things with you hmm. right so uh, start with you uh, i would say uh, it doesn't matter where you are just start hmm. learn something today and be better than zero <laughs> be one is always better than zero as we all know. so just 0.01 is yeah 0.01 is better than yeah. than zero yeah The, Whatever your increments may be. <laughs> yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit. So any ideas on, on how to influence when you say, can we influence? Can you think of a time or an example where yep. you guys had great influence? Yeah, I, I get influenced <laughs> all the time. Like people have <laughs> You're so either influencing or, get influ or getting influenced. Yeah. Yeah, people have some tremendous ideas. I mean, I was talking about this health thing to you, right? Which we started in our technology team, and now it's company wide. We have company wide thing now. But um, in technology, when we were hearing about like what people were doing, so some people, as their health goal, they picked that they want to reduce uh, their soda intake. So they were drinking three or four times soda in a day, and they said, "We don't want to drink that." somebody wanted to uh do uh walks with their dog two times a day uh somebody wanted to do a keto diet the reason i'm telling this is that uh when you say you have a health goal people might have i had different ideas right or you have to exercise or you have to go 30 minutes this mm -hmm. health goal is something for you for your own health not for your family not for your kids not for your work it's mm -hmm. just you you so whatever you pick whatever you choose is good for you so what has happened since then because we share in this big it town halls we share i ask everyone we go through many however many people we go through like a very quick what was your health goal and mm -hmm. how are you how did you do last week right mm -hmm. so you get to hear such fantastic ideas and then you will see in next two weeks or three weeks some other people will picking up on other people ideas right So it's great to see that evolution, right? And uh, influencing. So that was just a very uh, specific example on health. But it it could happen when you speak. Uh, it, it could be a code review, right? Somebody said, hey, I wrote a unit test on this and mm -hmm. I found this. And this is the way I used it. Mm -hmm. uh, we had other day somebody used uh, some uh, in Google Cloud Platform. They were trying to use uh, create a pipeline and they used a very specific way to do it and they mentioned in the team because of that other engineers heard it and then meaning we do this in the town halls as well we mm -hmm. we actually ask people to come and show what they have done if they they want to show right mm -hmm. and people feel proud like i want them to feel proud of their work meaning mm -hmm. you did it i mean we are the creators think about you are taking an idea from someone a line sometime like a word forget mm -hmm. about a line people don't even write these dossiers right they just give you a line i would like to have this happen from there engineers take that and actually give it a life and some some people millions of people use that so creation is not easy you need to be proud of your creation and if mm -hmm. you cannot be you you are in a wrong business so be passionate about what you do The the thirty minute town halls that you guys do is there a structure to that? I mean, like you said, you had health goals. Some, but sometimes someone's showing a someone's showing a, a a code, a line of code. So, is there a structure yeah. to these? And I, I can't remember how often do you do them. Yeah. So uh, first of all, it's not thirty minutes. I, okay. 
uh, 30 minutes we have our different meetings like team lead meetings but gotcha. uh, we have town halls usually we have like just the IT town halls we have for one hour okay every two weeks I conduct them across all IT teams and um, it depends on what topic we are picking there is not a finite structure the mm-hmm. main thing is it's a conversation right sometimes we talk about like uh uh, what's your favorite band or like what are you doing for a weekend right that's a con because so it's such a big team right uh, people get to participate mm-hmm. um the main thing is if i have something to share at a corporate level which a uh, lot of the time they might not hear right so we just do that quick thing but at the end it's about them right i i really feel um it's it's that time which i see a lot of people coming up and i get to hear them i mm. talk a lot but that is one of the times i get to hear a lot of people and it's one of my favorite meetings uh, just listening to so much things happening i was like man i miss so much sitting in the meetings where was mm. i this is the, this mm. is the good place i need to be with these guys so mm. Mm. yeah that's a uh, that's awesome the so the town halls it's just a good thing that other people could implement I, i'm sure there's plenty yeah. of people not not doing that. do it yeah yeah and many people might be doing it it's just your meetings i call them a it town halls but you can call them anything it's just getting everyone together how do you for one day how do you communicate the the company growth or company issues problems how, how do you include your team um mm-hmm in the the growth of the business you know how do you how do you do the opposite i guess so the, the town halls you're being able to hear from everybody else but how do you disseminate to the the rest of the team great question uh uh phil uh very important communication is very important whether it's going uh, in both directions it doesn't really matter which direction you pick but you need to do it and i've been fortunate to be uh working with our ceo she's just fantastic mm-hmm. so we have every week <laughs> we have since the covid started we have this meeting which we call a uh, line of business meeting so every department is represented there um and not everyone is there uh, from every team but a uh, lot of leaders are there and every business or every department has to report what is going on and last week and how the business did so we get to hear um uh, as the listener on the other side of the department what other departments may be facing or what they are doing and uh how the business is doing then um then it's up to us in the it we have team leaders and things like that who take that information and disseminate now um uh, every organization may have different rule we choose to involve a lot of people because uh more you know like we went through a very harsh covid time it, it wasn't easy i'm telling you meaning you think about lot of students not going to colleges right so your uh, your business has to get impacted severely but we came up with some very creative ideas how to manage and those ideas came through a wider team not mm-hmm. just like few leaders sitting the reason they came because the problem was explained to them right why the business is not just saying one of the other things i was uh, quickly underline a lot of people just ask you to do the things and they will not tell you the reason mm. and what i what i mean by that uh, you will and 
I have evolved in this process in last 20 years because I was one of them, right? I will go to someone or uh, somebody will come to me and say, hey, I need this report. Give it to me by today at 3 p.m., mm-hmm. right? The that reason why I need the report is because right. <laughs> exactly it's because right yeah. because yeah. getting it by three pm I got the urgency but it didn't motivate me to do that report because it didn't connect me mm. what was so important maybe important for you yeah. and just because you are authority you are giving that sometimes it does not work well in IT or engineering so. If you explain mm. that, hey, consumers are uh, getting these uh, things or we need to send all these emails, we had this delayed shipment or we had this uh, pre-shipment or whatever reason may be. If you start with a reason and then you say, hey, this would be really helpful uh, if we can get so we can help uh, to solve this problem, then people will be intrinsically motivated to to do that. So... I guess as the COVID hit, we were very transparent, right? What is happening? How the business is doing? What are the reasons happening behind it? So people were taking it on to themselves saying, hey, we are part of this uh, solution and we are part of this company. So we need to come up with something. And they came up with some good ideas and which we were able to do and help the company. So I'm very proud of our team. That's, yeah, it's, well, I'm proud for you. It's, um, because it was, uh, yeah, I, I can imagine there being some stressful days. Yep. I spe- the co- I mean, it doesn't get much worse because just kids just yep. didn't go back to college. I mean, really, yep. there was a time where we were like, I just remember, I remember a whole couple months where we were like, why do we even need colleges anymore? Like, look, to see exactly, this is exactly why we don't even need colleges anymore. You know, like, it's just a lot of people yep. were saying that. Remember, like, yep. why am I paying for a yep. whatever Harvard is per semester, yep. forty grand a semester? You know, or like yep. now I'm learning online. Is it really worth it anymore? Is what people are saying, yep. and then they start questioning: Is it worth being on campus and all? that but that's that's not what this show is about we certainly want people back on campus <laughs> and we want yeah. people ordering bed sheets um yes definitely but, <laughs> please go and order some. <laughs> we need bed sheets darn it um <laughs> the <laughs> my kid's never been away from home the <laughs> the, the um yeah I, remember I worked for starbucks for a long time we had yeah. the uh, i still have a lot of the management um, philosophies beat into my brain. I'll never get rid of it. You know, we had the what, why that was what it was. The what, why you got to provide the why I don't, here's what I need you to do. And here's why, what, why. And then we had the coaching conversation and that was the what, what, why here's what you did. Here's what I need you to do. And here's why, (laughs) and here's why it's a little things, but it makes such a difference. Yeah, no, of course. And, uh, this, in my so one of the things I could say to the IT leaders is that as they are growing, evolving, as I'm also evolving in my career, mm-hmm. uh, you need to note down certain things and take a, a specific uh, count that you want to bring those things in your values or day to day life and see how you can improve on those because life is much easier after that. Uh, there's a domino effect when you start to do all of these things. And uh, a lot a lot of the the themes that come up often on the show is how do I influence executive management? How do I get a seat at the executive roundtable? How do I, again, influence? How do I take decision? How do I take direction? But if you're doing all these things and sitting on meetings and solving problems and involving people and communicating, it's going to, things are going to start to fall. Um, the... 
it's it's not always just about again, like you said before, keeping the blinking lights on and some mm-hmm. sort of you know um, meaningless um, you know ROI calculator of uh, even though that is important and yep. um, the which is how does um, does your team get how does your team report to finance? I guess is how how do you measure how do you measure quantitate quantitative? That's not really a word. It is a word, but I'm not using it correctly. Mm-hmm. How do you, um, you know, um, qualify your value as IT from a purely financial standpoint? I'm assuming you guys yeah. can say, well, yeah, because you're a, a kind of like I thought shopping cart when I saw your profile, but because you're an e-commerce business that runs on software, basically, I'm sure you can quantify a lot of it, but how do you break down, um, I I guess a a return on investment and how you're delivering to the bottom line from your department? Yeah. Um, meaning, if I, I ask you, this, how much yeah. money did you save us this year? How did you make us money and how did you save us money? It's about, that's what the CFO is, I'm assuming, thinking. And I'm assuming yeah. ultimately that's the, the purpose of a business is to make money. So how did your department save money or make money this year? Yeah, uh, great question, right? And uh, as I said, you need to understand your own value of doing things. When you are doing things, you need to really take a look how you are doing it and what does it uh, bring to the table. So to answer your specific question, one of the examples, uh, just for the finance, right? And I'm picking up a project which is more uh, back-end uh, operational cost-saving kind of a project because it's very easy to give a ROI on an e-com channel or a front-facing channel, right? Mm-hmm. You can calculate the conversions, you can calculate all that. Yep. So uh, we had to do um, a, implement a fraud solution, Right. We rallied for it with finance. Finance was uh, getting a lot of these chargebacks and um, chargeback for the larger audiences. Basically, when somebody puts a credit card and uh, through a vendor site and uh, they denied that this should be, this is not the card uh, I put in on your site. Somebody else did. So there is a fraud, right? Mm-hmm. So company, the credit card companies charge you money because it was your site which allowed that to happen. So that's just mm. a chargeback. Mm. So, um, so okay, so we are getting these chargebacks, right? So the problem came in, hey, we are getting these chargebacks and we need to figure out a way how to resolve this. Okay, the site is working fine. People are putting their credit card. We have all the security. So, okay, so let's think about a fraud solution. So we implemented a fraud solution. Uh, we took down, uh, our char- my chargeback rates were much higher in percentage, I cannot disclose the number, but it went to like uh, like 0.18%. Mm. So, so the thing significant. is, when the project, significant, it was like so much dollar value. Right? And it's so measurable. It's measurable. It's measurable, right? So simple. the way we measured, yeah, mm-hmm. simple. We said we, it took us so much time to implement the project and then we took a one month uh, period and we said, okay, uh, how many were you getting versus how much you are getting mm-hmm. now? That's a decrease. Then we carried over for six months and carried over. For how long did it take you? Know. How long did it take you to to fix this problem, fraud? I think um, six weeks uh, <laughs> from the time we decided. Uh, but uh, it took us. Uh, uh, the main thing was to understand really what we are going to solve. So our objective was to reduce the charge back. Mm. Right. Once we partnered with finance and understood. Yep. 
okay mm-hmm. this is it then we then there is a vendor selection whether we are going to buy ourselves versus yep, we are yep. going to buy or build ourselves yep yep and then what is the team how is their availability looks like I mean, those things sometimes takes time because these things come all of a sudden right this is not a planned project so again did someone um did someone discover this or did someone ask you hey fix this no, so in our leadership team, we discuss, right? We discuss all the finances. Like there you go. Discuss, right? So they discuss, as I said, it's an open communication. So they say, hey guys, meaning we are, meaning we are having this problem. How do you, how can we help ourselves, right? I, meaning our company cannot afford being a company of the size to have so many issues, right? And it's not an issue. It was not really an issue. It was just, how do we control this? Are there better ways? He was seeking mm. ideas. And then, okay, the ideas came through. It was like, okay, can we do something in customer service? Can we do something on our website? Can we yeah. do something in technology? How can we do finance? How can we measure? So all these things, meaning it's not just technology uh, who solved it. It was really finance, finance-driven project, right? As I said, we are here to be part of that strategic tier but you need to figure out what problem you're solving with the partner. That's right? a great example. Unless it's an IT problem, yeah. It was a great example that IT solved. It seemed like right. low-hanging fruit, eliminate yep. it, and now get give me a raise. Uh, <laughs> <and> I, <laughs> yeah, don't you see? Um, the uh, This has been absolutely outstanding. Very, uh, very insightful. Um, uh, uh, Thank you so much um, for being on the show. If you had uh, any one piece of advice uh, to deliver to people out there um, like yourself that are that are maybe growing up in IT, um, what would that be? It would be to take care of your people, uh, build trust. Um, one of the most ignored things uh, is trust. The teams who are successful, or what I see in my experience. Uh, are the teams where people within the team are trusting each other. I can have your back. You can have my back. Uh, We will get through this together, right? So focus on building that trust uh, within your team, within your peers, and uh, and then you will see things changing uh, and uh, things will happen. So focus on building trust within your team, uh, within yourself, within your peers. Amit, thank you so much for being on Dissecting Popular IT Nerds. Thank you. Thank you, Phil, for having me. Appreciate yeah, it. Yes, and, yeah, and for everyone out there uh, listening, um, don't forget, go to iTunes. If you like what you heard, please uh, give us a positive review. Well, re- an honest review. What we want is you to actually type in the comments and give us an honest review. <laughs>